Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Father, I thank you for today, for your presence with us, for your blessing upon us. Thank you, Lord, already for the worship and just for being here. And Lord, I pray now that as we look into your word that you would help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read from Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel was a prophet in the Old Testament, one of the Israelite prophets, and God gave him visions of things in the future. And in chapter 47, it says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple. The temple was in Jerusalem, and it says, And there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. So he's looking at the temple, and there's water coming out. Have you ever had water flowing out of a door in your house? It's kind of a, whoa, what's going on here? And he was startled, and his attention was attracted. And then in verse 2 it says, He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Uh-oh, what's going on here? And when the man uh, went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits and he brought me through the waters and the waters came to my ankles. All right, so it's a bit of a serious problem, this flooding. And then he measured a thousand more cubits and the water came to my knees. He measured a thousand more and the water came to my waist. It's getting bigger and bigger. What's going on? And I'm sure Ezekiel is realizing there's something, it's not just an earthly thing that I'm seeing here. There's something significant. There's something meaningful and powerful. Again, he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. It got to the stage where this river overtook you. It carried you along. Now let's read more about this river. He said to me, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Beautiful foliage and life is coming out of it. Then he said to me, the water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. That's the Dead Sea. For those of you who know the Dead Sea, it's dead. It's so full of salt and chemicals that nothing can live. If a human gets in it, you can't even sink. It's so full of chemicals, poisonous chemicals. And this river was flowing out of the temple and it flew into the Dead Sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because the waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It's a river of life. And this is not the only time in the Bible that we're told about the river of life. If I mention a few of the times, if you've read the Bible at all or if you've been in church, it will spark off memories in your mind. Can you remember Jesus in John chapter 4? He meets a woman at a well, a Samaritan woman who had had a terrible life. She'd been married five times. Life had just gone badly for her. She, she was just lost. And he said to her, if you knew who I was and the gift that God wants to give you, you would ask me and I would give you living water. 
that would well up within you like a spring, like a fountain to eternal life. And, and there was something in what he said that caused her to reach out. She had been looking for the meaning and the fulfillment and the, to satisfy the thirst in her heart. You know, my mum died at the age of 58 of cancer and uh, she had been an alcoholic for 30 or 40 years of her life. And just at the end of her life, she had repented and given her life to Jesus. And I remember going to the hospital room and she had just died. And it was like the Lord said to me that thirst that she had been trying to fulfill her whole life is now fulfilled in heaven. The living water is quenching the thirst that she could not get satisfied anywhere on this planet. And that's what Jesus was saying to the woman at the well. You're looking for physical water. You're looking for uh, meaning in relationships and marrying lots of men. This is the living water that will fulfill you. Jeremiah 2 verse 13. God says, my people have forsaken me, the well of living water, and they've dug their own dirty little cisterns that cannot really produce water. And that's what this world is like, isn't it? God is the one who has this living water for us that satisfies that deep thirst in our hearts. But we, for some reason, say, God, I don't want you to tell me what to do. I'm going to dig my own little well. And it never satisfies. Amen. So let me tell you another time. John 7 verse 37. Jesus goes to the Feast of Tabernacles, which was a major feast in the Jewish calendar and they would have these big water jars where they would pour water out. It was, it was a wonderful celebration. The whole of Israel gathered for the Feast of Tabernacles and Jesus stands up on the last and greatest day of the feast when everybody's around and he shouts out in a loud voice. People didn't know who he was at this stage. He shouts out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me. And as the scripture has said, from out of his heart will flow streams of living water. Isn't that amazing? And then it goes on to say, by this, he meant the Holy Spirit. And then in Revelation 22, right at the end of the Bible, let me read it to you. He's, John is seeing the, the vision of heaven and he says, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Do you remember in Ezekiel, he saw the picture and there were trees on the side and there was fruit. Here we're told what those trees are. It's the tree of life. Do you remember in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were given all the trees to eat? And one of them was the tree of life, where if they ate it, they would live forever. This says wherever the river's flowing, the tree of life grows up on either side, on the banks. And if you eat the fruit, you live forever and the leaves will heal your body of diseases. This is an amazing river. This is, this is the answer. I don't know about you, but when I read this, I realize this is what I'm looking for. This is what the world is looking for. It's peace, it's meaning, it's fulfillment, it's satisfaction. And we can't find it anywhere else in the world. We try the different fruits of all the different trees. We try the different leaves of all the different things that, can, that the world can offer us. And at the end of our lives, 
we say, it didn't satisfy me. And then we go to Jesus, who is still crying out. If anyone is thirsty, come to me. Ask me, like he said to the woman at the well, if you knew who I was and what I want to give you, you would ask me and I would give you water that would well up to eternal life within you. Isn't that beautiful? So the first important thing that I just want to say to you, and I'm reminding myself of it again today, is that this river of living water is in heaven. It's a real, it's a real river. But it's also available for you and me today. Let me just expand on that a little bit. It's for the future. There's a passage in Zechariah 14. I know I'm quoting a lot of scriptures, but I just need to give you the, the context. And it's talking in Zechariah 14 about the end of the world when Jesus comes again. And it says his feet will touch the Mount of Olives. He's going to come out of the clouds and he's going to stand on planet Earth again. And when that happens, there's going to be a great earthquake and the ground is going to be split in two. And a river of living water will start flowing out of Jerusalem. One branch to the Dead Sea, one branch to the Mediterranean Sea. And it says there's going to be the tree of life. Jesus will rule and reign on earth and there will be peace and healing and fulfillment. That will happen. I don't know when. It could happen today or tomorrow. It could be in a hundred years, a thousand years. I don't know when it's going to happen. But a day will come when Jesus stands on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem and the river of living water will start to flow. A real physical stream of living water will flow into the Dead Sea. And that's what Ezekiel was seeing a prophecy on. When we get to heaven, in the streets of heaven, we will see coming. There'll be the throne of God and of Jesus right at the top and the front. And out of that will flow this river of living water with the tree of life on either side. And we will have free access to drink and to eat and to fellowship with God in open fellowship. That will happen in heaven. It's real. It is going to come. But Jesus did something amazing. He said, I've come from that future place. I've come from that other place where the river of life is freely available. I've come into planet Earth and I've shown you by healing people, by speaking words of love and truth, by bringing uh, righteousness and, and clarity and justice. I've shown you what that future world is going to be like. But then he said, I can give you a piece of heaven inside of you. And when you get it, when you get this river, this Holy Spirit within you, it wells up within you. It starts ankle deep, then it goes knee deep, then it goes waist deep, and then it becomes this river that just carries you along and it will lead to eternal life. You can have a piece of that city in heaven in your heart today. And Jesus said, if you have this river of living water, you will never really thirst again. You'll still need to drink and eat physical water and food, but your deep longing will be satisfied. Isn't that amazing? So that's the first point is that we can have it today. And my second point is that it says wherever the river flows, life happens. Life springs up. Fish come to life. Uh, everything will live wherever the river flows. And I'm speaking now to people who have been in church, who have asked Jesus for this river of living water, who have experienced the Holy Spirit. 
I want to say to you that it's possible for you to stay ankle deep and you're not flowing where the river flows. It's possible for you to be knee deep. You're still not flowing where the river flows. It's possible for you to be waist deep and the river is kind of pushing you a bit and you're feeling the pressure, but you're still not flowing. You need to get to the place where you are carried along by him because when you flow where the river flows, as it comes out of you, if you are led by the Spirit, the Bible says, wherever you go, life will be springing up. People will be getting healed. People will be wanting to become Christians because the river of God is flowing through you and you are flowing with the river. And that is an amazing place to be where God starts opening opportunities and conversations and you you're talking to someone and God just drops a little idea in your mind this person's had a problem with whatever it is or this person's father is sick or whatever and you say is this the case and they say yes and their heart is open and life starts to spring up in front of your very eyes and you say it's not me it's the river of God that's flowing through me you know, many times in the Gospels, it says Jesus was moved with compassion and then miracles started to happen. And I just want to close by linking that verse, Jesus was moved with compassion, with this other verse that everything will live wherever the river flows. And I want to say to you and I, if we will be moved like Jesus by the river of God's compassion and his spirit, we will see miracles because we're flowing in the river of God. And I'm going to ask you now to pray with me and say, God, am I ankle deep? Am I just on the edges of God and of Christianity and Holy Spirit and all this? Do I, do I want the benefits, but I don't want to be carried away? Am I maybe knee deep? I'm, I'm quite involved. Maybe you're waist deep. I'm feeling the push. Or are you fully in there and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead you, to guide you? Are you being moved by His compassion? Are you saying those things when He, when he puts something in your heart and says, say to this person this, ask them this, what's going on? When the, when the Lord says to you, no, don't take that road to work, take this road today. When the Lord says, give money to that person, and you say, but that doesn't make logical sense. When the Spirit guides you, if you flow with it, and you flow with the compassion, the river that flowed Jesus along, where you love people and you feel God's heart for them, you will see everything will live, everything will be healed, life will come in front of your very eyes, in your own life and people you pray for. So I'm going to ask us to pray. Perhaps we could stand together. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's just pray. Just reach out to Him, not to... Don't focus on us, on anyone else around you. Just focus on Jesus and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you that you came from that city of heaven and you brought a part of that river of life and you put it in us if we ask you for it, Lord. Thank you that you give us access to this life, this freedom, this refreshing that satisfies. Jesus, I open my heart to you today and I cry out, please fill me again with your Holy Spirit, with your river of living water. Just ask him. He promises in Luke 11, he says, if you ask, your father will give you his Holy Spirit. Just ask him Just say, Lord, give me, fill me, 
Fill me with this river of living water that I may never thirst again. Thank you, Lord. Just receive that right now. I know it feels like it's not a, a solemn ceremony, but I want to promise you, if you ask, even here in a campsite, God's Holy Spirit will touch you and fill you right now. And you may have never, ever made this commitment before. You may have never asked God into your heart. If you do this today for the first time, God will answer you and come and forgive you and make you brand new and put this spring of living water within you today. Just ask Him. Just say, Lord, fill me now with your Spirit. Come and touch your people, I pray, Lord. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for all of us that we would not be ankle, knee, or waist deep, but Lord, that we would swim, that we would be carried along by your river. Lord, that your, your flow of compassion and Holy Spirit power would lead us to be the people you want us to be, to say the things you want us to say, to do what you want us to do, and to have those encounters with people where people come to life spiritually in front of our very eyes, where people get healed in front of us. Lord, I pray that you would lead all of us. And God, I ask for myself, and I know many here will ask this as well. Lord God, lead me. Just carry me along in your Holy Spirit, I pray. Give me words and wisdom from your Spirit that are not from my own understanding. Give me ideas. Give me knowledge. Give me thoughts. Give me, give me words that are direct and strong that come from you. Give me compassion and love for people that comes from you. Let me flow. Let me flow with your river today. Just cry out to him. Just cry out to him for that. He's, he's here to give it today. Jesus, just touch your people, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.